You are Locked On Raiders, your daily Oakland Raiders podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather beaten. He wears a hooded sash with a silver hat about his head and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. Trees all shake and quiver and quake as he robs them of their gold. The autumn wind is a raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast on this Tuesday, May the 7th, 2019. Got your boy Q here with you. Appreciate everyone who's chimed in, talking about any of the podcasts that they've been hearing, any of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Been having a lot of new listeners hit me up on Twitter and just say, hey man, I just found you last week, or hey man, I just found you a couple weeks ago, or whatever, and uh, everything has been going really, really well. So thank you very much for everybody who's been chiming in on the shows and checking it out, maybe for the first time, and giving their feedback. I appreciate that. Feedback is always always good good bad or ugly it does not matter the feedback is always great you can always tweet at me at your boy q254 or you can hit me up at 707-654-4693 i like to call that the locked on raider podcast voicemail line so sometimes i feel like i just need to reset because we do have new listeners coming in each and every day and want to make sure that everyone knows what's going on and kind of what the protocol is and really there is no protocol. It's It goes as you want it to go. You know what I mean? I mean, your feedback is great. If you hate something I said or disagree wholeheartedly, that's okay. That is all good. You're not going to get roasted forever not agreeing with me. You can share your thoughts. Again, 707-654-4693. Or you can tweet at me and say, you know what, Q, I think you're way off base. And that's great. And we can take it to the podcast and we can discuss it uh, amongst ourselves like we've done o- over the past uh, matter of fact, what, almost a year now, I guess. I mean, I've been doing this since, uh, I believe, August 1st, so it's it's already May, so I mean, we'll be rolling down the, the barrel of a year pretty soon, so uh, yeah, over the whole time, man, anytime we've had a disagreement, it's been all good when someone can bring it to the table and say, hey, this is what I don't like or don't like. I've been ripped before. I have, and it's all good. No, no problem with that. Uh, feel free to you know chime in at any time. So if you're a new listener, welcome to the show. Welcome to the family. Thank you very much. 707-654-4693. That is the number that you can hit up anytime you want, any time of day. It will not disturb me. It's a Google voicemail line. You will not hear me come on and say, hey, what's up? This is Q from the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail. I probably should do that, but I haven't. And since it's been working, I figure why start now? You know what I mean? But uh, it'll just be an automated message. Go ahead and click on or wait for it to beep and then leave a message. It's three minutes long. So if you go longer than that, you're going to have to call back. It will cut you off after three minutes. So just going to go ahead and, and throw that out there. And again, like I said, I feel like I should just say that because I know each and every day we could possibly have more listeners. And I don't want to take for granted that somebody just automatically knows exactly what to do. So again, 707-654-4693. That's the number. You can always tweet at me, at your boy Q254, and it's very, very much Appreciate it. Coming up on today's show, segment number three. I like to go uh, last to first sometimes. Segment number three, I'm going to have calls at the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line, the one I was just telling you about. And I don't have a lot of calls, but I do have a couple that are pretty lengthy, so I definitely want to get those in. Only a few calls coming up today in segment number three. Been trying to weed through those uh, really, really well. Still got a, a ton in the in the can, but a lot of them are really kind of dated, so it's really kind of no, no reason to go back and rehash them. So I've been kind of going through them and clearing them out and making sure that, hey, that's so old. You know, that has to do with the first day of the draft. I mean, that really doesn't have anything to do with anything at this point. So uh, yeah, you can uh, hit that up. That'll come up in segment number three. Segment number two is kind of going to be a continuation of segment number one, but in more detail. Segment number one, going to go through the news and the notes for Monday that have to do with the Raiders. And man, I'm telling you, the news and notes for Monday were coming through fast and furious. So I'll go through the real quick notes here in segment number one. And then segment number two, I have one segment, one session that I really want to speak on. And it has to do with something that we talked about on Monday's episode. So right now, let me just jump into segment number one and then I'll segue into segment number two. So I'm just going to kind of leave that as a teaser right now. But right here in segment number one, let's start talking about some of the moves, some of the transactions, some of the moves that the Raiders have been making and they made on Monday. Kicker, Eddie Pinheiro, he was traded to the Bears for a conditional seventh round pick in 2021, which means 
If he makes the Bears roster, the Raiders can get that seventh round draft pick in 2021. Not 2020, but 2021. Which, I mean, whatever, that's fine. Remember, that is a guy that the Raiders drafted in 2018. No, he didn't draft him. Excuse me. Sorry. They did not draft him. They signed him as an undrafted free agent. They signed Johnny Townsend. They had they had drafted uh, Johnny Townsend, which they both went to Florida. Eddie Pinheiro was a place kicker that was supposed to be the end-all, be-all, supposed to be the, the answer at kicking position. Ended up with a groin injury. It's a guy that they really did like in 2018, but he had a groin injury. He had to go on IR. He didn't finish the season. In came Daniel Carlson, a guy that the Vikings did draft in the fifth round of the 2018 draft, and they cut him after him having a really, really bad game or a really couple bad games, and then all of a sudden, he was out of football for a couple weeks. He went and kind of reinvented himself, found a place with the Raiders. They tried him out, and boom, Daniel Carlson's been the guy ever since for the Raiders. So uh, Eddie Pinheiro probably wasn't going to make the roster anyway because Daniel Carlson has been that dude. So He was traded on Monday to the Bears for a conditional seventh-round draft pick. And, like I mentioned, he was a former Gator, which Johnny Townsend, the current punter for the Raiders, is a uh, is a former Gator, and they kind of in, kind of came in together for a reason. The Raiders really brought in Pinheiro after the fact that they had already drafted Johnny Townsend because they both went to Florida together, and he was the the placeholder. He was the guy holding the ball when Pinheiro would kick field goals, you know. So they already kind of had that that uh, understanding of each other, and they had that rhythm with each other. So it kind of made their transition to the NFL a lot better. It, again, it didn't work out the way that the Raiders planned. Pinheiro gets injured. Johnny Townsend stunk. <laughs> Bottom line, Johnny Townsend stunk even though he's still currently on the roster. So I'll get to him in just a minute. But, you know, uh, I told you that the Raiders had a rookie minicamp over the weekend and they really concentrated on undrafted guys and guys that, you know, had rookie, uh, had invites. They weren't even signed. They just had invites for the weekend to see if they could make the team. Well, the Raiders actually signed a couple players off of that, which is pretty cool. Uh, if you remember, uh, what, what's his name? Jalen Richard. He had a, a, a camp invite and he was signed off of that and ended up, you know, a few years later, he's still with the Raiders. So, you know, you can find some good diamonds in the rough over those little weekends when you have camp invites. So the Raiders have signed a couple of those guys. The first of them, A.J. Cole. He's a punter. A.J. Cole the third, actually. Punter out of NC State. So this is why I mentioned uh, Johnny Townsend. And you know we talked about Marquette King and pretty good length on uh, Monday's episode. Well, he's going to come in and compete. A.J. Cole the third, rookie out of NC State. He's going to come in and compete with Johnny Townsend. He impressed special teams coach Rich Basaccia enough over the weekend to be signed. So right there, there you go. That kind of almost, in my opinion, closes the door on any chance Marquette King could return to the Raiders, but you never know. Again, he's just being signed right now. He had his little rookie tryout over the weekend and did enough to get a, a, a spot on the roster, get a sign, you know, be signed, and again, be able to compete with Johnny Townsend, which again, we've talked about it in great length. Johnny Townsend needs all the competition he can get at that position because man, oh man, he was just not very good in 2018. Also signed, Ronald Ali, defensive lineman out of Nichols State. Uh, he signed with the Raiders, adding some defensive line help at the nose tackle position, a little depth and competition for training camp. And uh, he's a guy that's dealt with adversity. He's fought back. He went to Last Chance U, if you remember that. He went to Last Chance U. He also uh, ended up in Houston trying to you know, get his life right and everything. And then all of a sudden, uh, he was able to do that again with the, with the help of Last Chance U. Uh, made a call, got back at Nickel State, and was a force to be reckoned with in 2018. He did a really, really good job. And again, it's a long shot for this guy to make the actual 53-man roster coming out of training camp. But just to know that he's been through adversity, he's grinded through it. And I say that grinded the way I say it because... We all know who the head coach of the Raiders is, and we know that he loves Gruden grinders. This guy has has tasted the bottom. He's tasted the bottom. He's trying to work his way up to the top. So he's a guy that you know you're going to get maximum effort with each and every practice. Again, I can tell you that for, for a fact because he went into a camp with no contract. He went in there with a camp invite, and he earned himself a contract. So uh, Ronald Ali, he is now signed to the Raiders, defensive lineman out of Nickel State. He was on uh, Last Chance U, and I was just checking out some of his Nickel State highlights before uh, knocking out this podcast, and I'm like, man, this dude, this dude could go. Now, again, it was at Nickel State. It wasn't like he was, you know, playing against Alabama and Clemson and all those guys, but he was a monster, man. He was a monster coming off that nose tackle position, so that could be some more uh, added depth for the uh, for the Raiders, or it could be just some competition and sharp, you know, iron sharpens iron throughout training camp. And so, even if that's all he really is, at least he's getting an opportunity to go ahead and live out his dream and do it on another level. So uh, he's a guy that was looking for a chance. He got it. He took advantage of it, and now he's signed with the Raiders. So those are two signings that they signed. Also, the Raiders signed a new director of pro scouting. 
And I know I normally don't get into scouts and all that stuff because we don't really know a lot about them and we don't know every job title they do. And I'm not going to sit here and try to BS you and act like, you know, I just know this dude and that he's an A1 cat. Now, you know, when Mike Mayock was hired, that's one thing. But they uh, hired a new director of pro scouting, Dwayne Joseph. He was with the Eagles since 2015. He's now coming over to the Silver and Black. And uh, this position that uh, he's filling has been open since January, since the Raiders made a made a firing then. So uh, Dwayne Joseph comes over from the Eagles and from from what I've read, and this is just what I've read, he's a really well-respected like talent evaluator that doesn't get enough credit, that didn't get enough credit for things that he did in Philadelphia, bringing in a lot of good talent. So uh, it sounds like the Raiders got a good one, but I mean, I just, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and be like, man, his guy is the end-all, be-all. Look out. Man, their drafts are going to be amazing from the end, you know, from, from here on out. So I just don't know. But again, sounds like from everything I've read that he's a good hire and also sounds like Mike Mayock was doing so much work on his end with talent evaluation and just hands on the ground, boots on the ground, because that that job, that pro scouting position, director of pro scouting for the Raiders, has been void, has been empty. The, the guy who was doing that job was fired in January. So think about this. The Raiders went through the whole offseason, navigated through the whole offseason without a director of pro scouting. Just saying. And again, not trying to give them too much credit and everything and say that Mike Mayock is, is the, the you know, GM of the year or whatever like that. But think about all the work that he had to put in and didn't have his director of pro scouting. So I'm pretty impressed by that. Also, this is a couple days old now, but uh, Jim Abrams, he was the West Coast area scout for the Cowboys. He left Dallas with all expectations he would become the new college scout director for John Gruden and the Raiders. And that is now official. That has been 100% confirmed. Abrams comes over from the Cowboys. He was already on the West Coast being their West Coast area scout. Now he is with the Raiders. And before the Cowboys, he was with the Cowboys since 2012. But before that, he was with Tampa Bay for seven seasons. So that's obviously where him and John Gruden became familiar with each other. So in the front office, got a couple new uh, hires. Dwayne Joseph, he is now the new director of pro scouting and then Jim Abrams now he is the college scout director for John Gruden and the Raiders and probably the biggest news of the day has to do with something that we talked about a couple times on Monday's show and that was who's gonna hold down the left guard position now that Kalecchio Samley is gone well Lo and behold, we talk about it on the podcast, and Richie Incognito, remember that name? He's in the facility on Monday, working out for the team, taking a physical with the team. And when that news hit, when the alerts hit the phone, when the news hit Twitter, boy, there was all kind of reactions. So we're going to talk about Richie Incognito here in segment number two. Coming up next in segment number two, all things Richie Incognito. Both sides of the fence on it. We're just going to talk all things Richie. That'll be in segment number two of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Before we get into all things Richie Incognito, let me tell you about something that I haven't talked to you about in a while, Raider Nation. How about Blue Chew? Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Yeah, man, everyone thinks that, hey, man, that'll never be me. I'll never be the guy that's not ready to go. Well, sometimes you just might be the guy. Blue Chew can increase your performance and make sure you have extra confidence in bed. That's blue, like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they'll work twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever that opportunity arrives. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. If you're one and done, maybe you need some Blue Chew. It could even help Round two, your follow-up round, if you know what I'm talking about. Blue Chew is a prescribed online, shipped straight to your door as a discreet package. No in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy. Best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, we got a special deal for all Locked On Raider podcast listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free when you use a special promo code Locked On. That's right, Locked On. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, Blue Chew. That's B-L-U-E Chew.com. Promo code Locked On to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And definitely, we thank him for sponsoring the Locked On Raiders podcast. Segment number two is up next. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome back in. This is segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Tuesday, May the 7th, 2019. Your boy Q, I told you before we went to break that we were going to come back and talk all things Richie Incognito as he was in the Raiders facility. He was in Alameda, California, working out for the Raiders. He uh, had his workout. Everything went really well. He did a physical, 
Everything went really well. And then he went into the facility and he was there for a while. So a lot of reports and a lot of thoughts were, oh, man, this guy's about to sign. What are you thinking? What are you doing, Raiders? You just went and signed a whole bunch of guys or drafted a bunch of guys that were high character. You're talking about bringing in a lot of high character guys. And then all of a sudden you go after Richie Incognito. What in the world is going on? Now, first of all, I will say, and I even, you know, people even came at me a little sideways on on Twitter just because I said, well, that's a real car thief right there because you know my motto. The way to win championships, you got to have car thieves and choir boys. And the Raiders have some car thieves. Don't get it twisted. Just because they went and they drafted a bunch of guys that have high character doesn't mean that they ain't got no car thieves on the roster. Remember, we've done many episodes and talked much, much, much very deeply about Vontez Burfitt. Don't think that that's a choir boy. That is an absolute car thief. And Antonio Brown, in his own kind of way, is an absolute car thief as well. There's car thieves on the roster. Now, there's some choir boys as well, and then there's just some high character guys. I don't think a guy like Cleveland Farrell and I don't think a guy like Josh Jacobs or a guy like uh, 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 Jonathan Abram, I don't think those cats are choir boys. I just think that they're real sound individual with high character. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference. Like Derek Carr is a choir boy. He's an absolute choir boy. He's going to be the guy that's going to humble everything out. Like I, I always say that you got to have a certain amount of righteousness and ratchetness to your life. He ain't got no ratchet. He got the righteous. So that's good. I mean, again, you got to have that. You got to have that balance. So again, I said, or somebody else, uh, New York Raider, my man New York Raider actually tweeted and said, uh, as your boy Q would say, car thieves and choir boys, he is an absolute car thief. And, and I said, yeah, he is. And a couple other guys came at me and was like, yeah, but the Raiders just spent three days going after high character guys. I get it. You're right. They did. Richie Incognito has nothing about high character. The, the word high characters don't even exist when it comes near his, his name. You know what I'm saying? Like you couldn't even type out on a, on a piece of paper Richie Incognito and put high character next to it because it would, it would come up an error on your computer. It just would because even the computer would be like, come on, man. Come on, man. This dude, he, ain't, he, he, did, he wasn't high character when he came out the womb. You know what I mean? Like this dude has never, ever been high character. This dude has always been on the edge. You know, he might even be more than a car thief. He, I mean, you know what I'm saying? He might be just like a full-on car jacker, and that's a lot more violent. But, I mean, and look, he has a lot of issues. He's had a lot of off-the-field issues. We all remember what happened in, in uh, Miami with the whole bullying situation, and, you know, we all know how that shook out, and that wasn't good. You know, it just it really wasn't. That was a real bad situation in Miami that was totally out of control. Incognito was totally out of control. You know, he, he went through his issues. He, he had that, uh, you know, whatever. He went to Buffalo. He did his thing in Buffalo, but still had issues. We also know off the field he's had total issues, you know, crashing his Lambo into his, into his house and getting into it with his girl. And even less than a year ago was, I believe, arrested for something. I mean, this dude is a, a ticking time bomb. He is, he is a problem. He's got a lot of issues. Now, I say all that to tell you the dude could play the game. The dude is a hell of a guard, and the Raiders have a hole at the left guard position. And I don't want you to take that and say, oh, Q's saying that the Raiders should go sign him. I'm not saying that. I personally don't like the guy because everything that he did, and I believe that he's really ruined a bunch of people's lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really believe off the field he's ruined a lot of people's lives. I mean, just really badly. You know, and, and, and some things he probably thought he was doing just to motivate a guy to play at a tougher level and a higher level and play better than he was playing. You know, just, just be a different guy. Push, push, push. You know, sometimes you try to push people and it just doesn't really work. It, it, sometimes it backfires. I think that that's probably what he was doing. But then again, he's a loose wire. He absolutely is. So I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not a fan of the dude. But I do understand why the Raiders brought him in and at least kicked the tires on him. First of all, he, he as of right now, is not signed. With that being said, let me do another side note. He is not signed right now, but today is Tuesday. And at 4 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. Central and 1 p.m. on the West Coast, you can sign guys, free agents, and it not affect your compensatory picks. If you remember, in this year's draft, the Raiders had no compensatory picks because of all the guys that they signed in free agent-wise. And then uh, the ratio to the guys who left their team via free agency was not enough for them to warrant any compensatory picks. So... Teams don't really try to aren't trying to sign a guy on the on the eve of that day. So I, I'll start to see and we'll start to see more free agents signing after today's deadline. So that's just one thing to, to keep in mind. I'm not saying that the Raiders have ruled him out because they didn't sign him on Monday. But I will say they spent a lot of time with him, probably picked his brain. The physicality part from everything I've read, I know Vic Tafer reported that the physical was really, really well. You know, other guys that cover the team said that the physical was really well. He's in great shape. Look, the dude sat out all of 2018. But when he played in 2017, he was an absolute dog. He was a monster. The Bills had them a hell of a guard. Ultimately, that's what the Raiders are trying to build. They're trying to build a team with 
quality offensive line, quality defensive line, and dudes all around him. So he would not be a guy that you would qualify as a high-character guy, but he would be a guy that could be a straight-up player. He, he absolutely could. I don't know what their thinking is, and I don't even know, honestly, I, this is something I can tell you, I don't even know what the right answer is. You can go with the right answer being morally like, no, this dude has way too many issues. I mean, he's thrown racial slurs at, at, uh, <laughs> at opponents. I mean, he's done all kinds of things, you know, to get under, under opponent's skins that just, you know, just isn't cool. But then again, you think about the result and what he could possibly be doing. Now, again, he's 35 years old. He's not going to be a long-term fix. He's going to be a guy who may be around for a year, maybe two. I wouldn't expect him to give him anything but a one-year deal if, in fact, they were to sign him. But I, I just I don't really know what the correct answer is. I don't know, you know, to say, hey, no, he's just too, too much of a bad apple. Don't want him on the roster. And then there's a part of me that says... But boy, if you look at what he did his last year, he played with Buffalo. He was just blowing guys up, and, and, and that's the kind of nastiness you want on that offensive line. Now, of course, you don't want a guy that's a total D-bag, and that's what he is. I mean, let's, let's call it what it is. Let's call a spade a spade. He is a total D-bag, but the dude can absolutely go. He can absolutely go, and we know what the NFL is. If in any way you can continue to play and you can perform at a high level for a team, somehow you're going to be signed. I'm not saying that the Raiders are going to go sign him, but... I could absolutely see, without a shadow of a doubt, I could see them bringing him in for training camp and giving him a run and see what he's got. Providing competition for others that are already there. I could totally see that. And again, we just talked about Marquette King on a Monday show about Marquette King being humbled and being immature as a, as a young man and he's grown up a little bit. That's not the case. You can't say that for Richie Incognito because this dude's 35 years old. Being immature and being a D-bag has followed him his whole life. I mean, that's just who he is. So, again, my gut feeling tells me, no, stay away from him. You can go out there and find a dude that could play uh, that's not a, a total D-bag and, and it doesn't have as many off-the-field issues. Even my buddy, man, James Arcelana, my, uh, my other podcast partner on Black Hole Banter, I saw him tweet out that he was 100% against it, and he said, I don't want to see the Raiders go get another a Barrett Robbins 2.0. And for those new booties or youngsters that don't know who Barrett Robbins is, he's the one that absolutely vacated the Raiders the eve of the Super Bowl when they were playing in San Diego and ended up in Tijuana doing God knows what and uh, just blew it and totally ruined the offensive line for the day of the Super Bowl. And, well, we all know what happened. It was the Raiders against the, the, the John Grudens, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers dominated the Raiders from every aspect of the game. So if you're a youngster, a new booty, maybe you don't know who Barrett Robbins, maybe you don't get that reference, but he was a guy and he is a guy that has so many issues has been in and out of jail been in and out of uh you know psych wards and I mean he's just man he's he's had it bad and I mean you know he he has different kind of disorder mental disorders you know he 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 deals with bipolar disorder and you know and, and Richie Incognito he's been in psych wards and he's been evaluated for crazy uh you know crazy activities because he's not all there I mean there's some things sometimes you're just a little off because you're immature. This dude is just not there. He's not all there. You know, I mean, again, we, we talk, I don't like to judge people too much because you never really know what's going on in their, their personal life. So I don't try to really dig into who they are uh, off the field. But this guy, you know, he's just a mess. <laughs> There's one thing I can say confidently about Richie Incognito. He's an absolute mess off the field. Again, the Raiders may not even touch him, may not even bring him into camp, and I'd be okay with that. It's not a guy that I'm going to lose any sleep over if they don't. They also might bring him in just to go ahead and compete in training camp. And again, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it because I trust that whatever they sat in that office and talked about, they got a good feeling of. If they decide to go ahead and pull the trigger on, on, on bringing in Richie Incognito, I feel like they got enough good vibes and good feelings and good responses and we're looking for the answers that they got from him during that meeting to make them feel confident to do that. Again, there's a huge hole at that left guard position. Who do you want to man it? Uh, again, I would love for there to be another answer of a dude out there ready to, to sign with the Raiders that could be a mauler and uh, dominate at that left guard position and help uh, protect Derek Carr and solidify that offensive line. But right now, Raider Nation, we as a fan base know that there's a hole there. We know Colton Miller is going to be at the left tackle position, at least to start out. We know Trent Brown's going to be at the right tackle position. We know Gabe Jackson's going to be at the right guard. We know Rodney Hudson's going to be at the center. But again, just like I said on Monday, we know there's a hole at the left guard position. So I would like to get your thoughts on it. What would you like to see the Raiders do? Would you like to see the Raiders to give a hard pass on Richie Incognito? And if you do, that's okay. I'm fine with that. Again, I just kind of want to hear from you because my gut feeling says pass on him. But then a part of me says, man, they really have a hole at that left guard position. And as long as they feel comfortable, as long as the Raiders and, and, and Mike Mayock feel comfortable with that, John Gruden and Mayock feel comfortable, 
Maybe they can go ahead and pull the trigger and maybe they can get one good year out of them. So I would love to hear from you because I honestly do not have the answer. I'm not even going to try to lie to you and act like I do have the answer. 707-654-4693. 707-654-4693. That's the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line. Of course, you can always tweet at me as well, at your boy Q254. Always appreciate hearing from you by way of Twitter, and I try to respond as quickly as possible. So uh, that that is the Richie Incognito conversation. Again, as of right now, he is not signed. But depending on what time of day you're listening to this podcast, come 4 o'clock Eastern time, 3 p.m. on the on Central, and uh, 1 p.m. on the West Coast, it could be a different ball game because at that time, teams do not get penalized as far as compensatory picks go once they sign free agents, and that could be a game changer as far as signing Richie Incognito in the minds of the Raiders. Not in my mind, but in the mind of the Raiders. Got a couple calls that I want to get to in segment number three. Going to do that next. 707-654-4693. This is the Locked On Raiders podcast. Before we get into segment number three and some calls off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, I want to tell you about ZipRecruiter. Because if you know, if you've ever been positioned to hire somebody, you know finding the right person is always the most difficult job ever. Finding the right person, the person you feel that you could trust to take on that job. Matter of fact, at my job at ESPN Central Texas, we just had uh, one of our secretaries quit. And we and it sounds like, oh, it's just a secretary. But I'll tell you what, this was probably the best secretary that we've had in a long time. I call her Jenkins. Uh, and matter of fact, she became the coolest person when I realized her last name was Jenkins. So that's all I call her is Jenkins. But yeah, Thursday is her last day. So now the job is looking for another secretary. And again, once you've raised the bar to a certain level, it's hard to find someone to replace that. Then all of a sudden, you just get someone who answers the phone and chews bubble gum. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you can get somebody maybe from a temp agency and they just really aren't even caring about being there. Well, with ZipRecruiter, that will not happen to you. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards. Over 100. They don't stop there either. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience, invite them to apply for your job. So as applicants come in, ZipRecruiter will analyze each one and spotlight the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the very first day. So like I said, Jenkins' last day is Thursday. We need to be posted on Friday. I'm just saying, just throwing that out there, ESPN Central Texas. Go on and try out ZipRecruiter on Friday once Jenkins quits the job. Right now, any listeners of the Lockdown Raider podcast can try ZipRecruiter for free. If it ain't free, it ain't me. That's my motto at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Segment number three is up next. You are Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Oakland Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we are, segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, Tuesday, May the 7th, 2019. And it is now time to get to the call straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Told you it didn't have very many today, but got some good ones. So 707-654-4693. That's the number. I said it a thousand times, but, you know, I don't think you could ever say the phone number enough because if you're not thinking about calling at the time, then, you know, you're not really paying attention to it. But maybe you'll hear something throughout the show that makes you want to go ahead and pick up the phone and send a call to the uh, Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. If you don't have the number, then you'll say, Kill, what's the number? You said it a lot in segment number one and two, but you didn't say it now. So I'll say it one more time. 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Scotty Raider in El Paso. And I know you haven't heard that name yet because, well, he's a new booty. He's calling from damn near Mexico, man. Shout out to El Paso. I actually got some family and friends that live out in El Paso. Matter of fact, my guy Steve Foster, he's from El uh, Paso. He went to Princeton. As a running back, he was Jason Garrett's roommate. Now he's a lawyer in Austin, Texas. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's been doing it real big. But, uh, yeah, shout out to uh, El Paso. Definitely got some family and friends. Uh, the wife has some family out in El Paso. I've never been there. I hear it's like a nine-hour drive or a ten-hour drive from where I live at right now. But uh, either way, it's uh, damn near Mexico. So, as a matter of fact, I think it's had its own time zone. I think you're on a different time zone, uh, Scotty Raider, if I'm, if I'm correct. But, anyway, that's not the uh, point of the call. He's a young dude. He's actually turning 21 this month, so a happy early birthday to my man. He's calling to talk draft, giving his overall thoughts, and a couple other things. Here's Scotty Raider, pretty lengthy call. He's calling in from El Paso. Hey, Q, this is uh, Scotty Raider. Um, I'm a new caller. been listening to you for a while now. I'm calling here from El Paso, Texas, the 915, and uh just want to talk a little bit of Raiders. You know, I'm a younger cat. I'm a... I'll be, I'll be 21 this month. And, uh, you know, I just want to say something for us younger guys. If, if they are listening out here, cause I hope they are. 
uh, speak up a little bit more often. You know, it's hard being a younger Raiders fan, um, especially growing up here in El Paso where everybody's a Cowboys fan. Uh, but never really experienced, experiencing a uh, winning season as a younger fan, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be true to your team. And, um, I just want to say, you know, it'd be cool to hear everybody's opinions on, uh, on, uh, you know, the Raiders and their, I guess their, uh, how do I put it? Their new, their new found, I guess, I want to say tradition. I don't know if it's really probably put it, but with Gruden now as the head coach, and I just want to get everybody's take on where the team's going and the new, the new, uh, I guess the new look. You know, is it totally different now that uh, the real's gone? And uh, what's the team look like now to them? Are we more disciplined? Are we more? Are we just a better overall team now? Not just player wise, but you know, mentally. And just as a whole, as a whole team. Also, I want to talk a little bit about the draft and uh, the new pickups we got. You know, I liked all the new pickups. They were all really good pickups, and um, Josh Jacobs, especially uh, Josh Jacobs and Hunter Renfro. That guy was a steal, man. Every, every time I look at comments on Instagram and just in, and on social media, everybody's saying he's a steal, he's a steal. And I started looking up on him, and yeah, he's actually pretty good. Overall, we did really good. But uh, speaking about those two guys, Josh Jacobs and Renfro, uh, I just want to say I got like a really, really uh, Amari Cooper vibe from them. I don't know if you remember when we picked up Amari Cooper. He's really uh, not, he's not, he wasn't excited to be a Raider. I'll just put it like that. Of course, they get excited and they get happy, you know, to make it to the NFL, but they have that face, that attitude, you know, where it's like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the NFL, but I'm with the Raiders. That's, what, that's the kind of vibe I got from them. And uh, I want to know if you felt that same way or if just it was probably just me, what I saw. Or maybe it was another player you felt that was like that. Um, to me, Amari Cooper was never happy with the Raiders. That's what he always looked like. He, was always, he always looked like he had a pit face on. He was always mad. Also, just one thing, I also wanted to suggest or see if you can get your opinion on, uh, you know, being a Raiders fan and all. We don't really look in, or at least I don't. I don't really look into what's happening uh, on the other side of the spectrum with our divisional rivals, our divisional opponents. I'd, I'd never look into that stuff, and you know. But it would really, it would be actual, actually uh, beneficial if I did, you know, to get to know the team and to know who we're actually playing against the players. And so I just want to see. Or ask and uh, see if we can come up with something, or you can come up with something. You know, taking at least five minutes out of each podcast, maybe even less than that, three, four, or five minutes, just to go over our rivals and just to say, you know, just a little newsletter from them. Uh, you know, they picked up so and so, they picked, up, they dropped so and so. You know, it's it's just two or three minutes, but just so we're updated and we know that too, uh, being from our opponents. Uh, opponent's perspective, you know, you know, you got to know the enemy. <laughs> you put it that way. You got to know the enemy. Um, when I watch the Chargers play, I have no idea who's on my team. I said maybe Phillips Rivers and Gordon. Um, same thing with the Chiefs. All I know is Mahomes and maybe a couple of the star players. You know, you don't really know the team. Um, I'm not gonna take that. I'm not gonna take you know 20, 30 minutes to hear a whole Chiefs podcast either. I'm not gonna do that. And I'm not asking for talking about it. I just, just to, so we informed, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I just wanted to get your take on that and see who else would be interested in something like that. All right, good call. Thank you. Welcome to the family, Scotty. And unfortunately for him, he's so young that he hasn't seen many glory years with the Raiders. You know, again, turning 21 just this month. Want to shout him out again for a happy birthday, a happy early birthday. But uh, yeah, he wants folks' opinion of the direction that the Raiders are going. Uh, You know, so under John Gruden and Mike Mayock, do people feel, does a majority of Raider Nation feel like they're headed in the right direction? And again, you have to remember, he's a young cat. So he doesn't really remember. Uh, he probably doesn't re- know John Gruden when he was there with the Raiders the first time. So things that we take for granted, it, it takes a call like this from Scotty Raider to realize that there's some new booties, some young cats 
haven't even turned 21 years old yet, that really don't know of a successful uh, Raider team. They just kind of go on faith, on, on blind faith, without actually seeing them get to the to the mountaintop before. So uh, I believe that the Raiders are headed in the right direction. I think John Gruden and Mike Mayock are doing a hell of a job. I think the addition of Mike Mayock this offseason was huge. I mean, big time. Was big time for the Raiders. John Gruden, I was very excited about just, you know, to peel the curtain all the way back. I am a big John Gruden guy. I'm a big fan of John Gruden. I was super pumped when he came back. 2018 obviously did not go the way that Raider Nation thought it was going to go. But I think he is the right guy for the job. He is a true Raider. And I think that that means something. And I think Mike Mayock is carving out a spot in his own self where he's a he's almost a true Raider himself. You know, he's he, he's really, really... Uh, he, he's capturing the hearts of Raider Nation because I think he's doing some really good things in the draft and uh, free agency kind of showed me that uh, as, as far as I'm concerned in a major way. But he also mentioned Amari Cooper. He, he got that Amari Cooper type from or vibe from Josh Jacobs and Hunter Renfro. And that's where I got to disagree with you, man. One hundred percent. I interviewed Josh Jacobs a couple times in, uh, in in Nashville before he got drafted and immediately after he got drafted. If you have not heard that episode, that's okay. Go on and, and, and look back. Uh, it's all on the Locked On Raider Podcast Network. You can go check it out. You can go uh, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and you can scroll through everything. You can uh, hear the interview I did with Josh Jacobs ahead of time. He is a very humble cat. So he's not going to be one of those guys that is, uh, you know, real braggadocious or talking about how great he is or anything like that. But you want to talk about a guy who was pretty excited. And look, he knew. When I uh, interviewed him the day before the draft, he knew there was an opportunity that he was going to be a Raider. He really did. And he tried to play it, you know, play it down because I asked him about Marshawn Lynch at the end and, and kind of replacing, replacing Lynch. And, uh, you know, he was like, ah, I've heard that a couple times, but he got a smile on his face. And believe me, he was smiles after he was drafted. He was all smiles. If you go back and just watch him when he was drafted, I mean, he was smiles when he had his jersey in his hand. Amari Cooper never had a smile on his face when he showed up in Alameda to get his jersey and and meet with the media and no, I I'll tell you right now, Josh Jacobs and Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro just looks a little bit older and he sounds more mature because he is. I talked about that on Monday's episode that all those guys from Clemson and and really all those guys that I had on the podcast on Monday's show, they all sound wise beyond their years. Something that Mama Q always says, wise beyond your years. That's what those guys sound. They sounded like they were mature, that they were grown up, that they knew what the job in hand was to do. But I did not get an Amari Cooper, I did not want to be a Raider type feel from either one of those guys. Now, if anyone in Raider Nation got that feel, feel free to correct me, but that is the last thing uh, I got from any of the guys that were drafted by the Raiders. Uh, n- none of them. None of them d- gave me that that feeling of, oh, I don't really want to be here, but uh, I'm happy to be drafted by any team, so I'm going to be here. But again, Raider Nation, if you feel like Scotty Raider is onto something, maybe he's right about that, please correct me because I don't know what draft I was watching if that was the case. So definitely hit, hit him up or hit me up and let me know. 707-654-4693. Oh, and then one more thing he mentioned, the other teams in the division. And, you know, I, I kind of feel like I know the teams in the division really, really well. I think I kind of keep a good uh, eye on them and, and keep track of what they're doing just because, uh, like you mentioned, you know, it's really important to know the opponent, especially your division opponents. But what I can say that I will do this year during the season, I do a crossover edition podcast. And I know you're new to the podcast, so you don't know. During the year, whoever the Raiders opponent is, I'll do a, a podcast or I'll do an interview on Wednesday. It'll be on Wednesday's show. It's called a crossover edition where uh, me and whoever does the locked on, say it's the Chiefs, will talk or locked on Broncos or whatever. Locked on any any opponent, Patriots. I mean, it doesn't matter. Whoever the opponent is, we'll do a crosstalk back and forth and talk about the opponent. I'll, talk, I'll give them the Raiders' point of view and they'll give me whoever the opponent's point of view is. Now, that's just for the regular season. But something that I'm going to do and I always do on my radio station on ESPN Central Texas I always do a training camp preview of all 32 teams in the league. All 32 teams I go through and do a training camp preview. I'm just that guy. So for this podcast, something I'm going to bring this year throughout training camp is I'm going to bring a podcast with every single team in the league, all 32. Now, again, it's something that I'll be having on ESPN Central Texas, but I'm going to bring it to the podcast as well because I think that it might help people that aren't as familiar with other teams throughout the league as far as I am, you know, because I'm I'm so deep into the NFL and love the NFL so much that I, you know, this stuff is is like a, a kid at candy, a kid on Christmas, you know, or a kid in the candy store or a fat kid with cake, whatever you want to say. That's how I feel when I do stuff like that, because it's a lot, a lot of fun for me. So uh, I will be bringing that to the podcast as well. So I guess you kind of brought up a little bit of a programming note. So Scotty Raider in El Paso, uh, thank you again. Welcome to the family. Definitely appreciate that. 
Second call of the segment, Victor in Cali, calling for a few reasons, including the last game in Oakland, the Jaguars game. He's also speaking on the punter position, obviously how it relates to Marquette King, and brought up Marcus Allen and Art Shell as Chiefs players and how that made him feel while, like I said, they were a member of uh, the Chiefs. And he related that to the Marquette King situation. Here's Victor and Cali. Thank you, Victor and Cali. Uh, been a while since I've called. Uh, just a few things. Number one, I already got my tickets for the last game the Raiders are going to play in Oakland against Jacksonville, December 15th. I think that's got to be the game. That That's the last one in Oakland. Um, I'm sorry it's Jacksonville. wish it was someone better, but... Uh, and you got to make that game. I know your birthday is in uh, November, and think about making another game. Make the Jacksonville one too. I plan on getting there early, tailgating most of the most of the day. Uh, I hope Raider Nation's there. I hope you guys out there listen. We can all get together on that day. I know some of you already talked about it, um, but I think hands down that has to be the one. That is the last one. Um, also, I wanted to address Marquette King. Yeah, he was good when he was with us, just like uh, Marcus Allen was good when he was with us. Art Shell was good when he was a player with us. But um, there's one thing that I'll never forget, and that's when Marcus Allen and Art Shell were both with the Chiefs in the middle 90s, 95, 96, I think, were on there. And I'll never forget to this day. A lot of you guys probably don't even know to remember back then. But um, watching the Raiders play the Chiefs and the camera cutting over and seeing Marcus Allen and Art Shell over there snickering at the Raiders. They were kicking our butt in that game. And just the feeling of, I don't know what, disrespect. My blood was boiling. And that, that image is still imprinted in my mind. So why did I bring that up? Marquette King. I, I respect the fact that the man was let go and had to get a job. He went to the donkeys, and the first thing he did, first opportunity he had, was to disrespect Raider Nation. That whole trolling thing, coming back, and I don't know what he was doing with his videos. Um, I'm sorry, man, that's a one-way door. If, if uh, hey, listen, if he was still leading the league and kicking, he wouldn't be unemployed. Maybe I could... Uh, give him a pass that would be a hard one um but that's another red flag why did the donkeys let him go why don't the bills want him i say no on him gotta disagree with you sorry selena no way i want that guy back in the building we are building a team with foundation and character guys and when you disrespect raider nation that door is closed in my opinion gone um so, but that being said, I sure hope we do something to address our punter situation because uh, Johnny Townsend is not the answer. Uh, we do have to address that position. It's, it's probably one of our biggest needs at this point. And I'm pretty sure Mike Mayock and uh, John Gruden are aware of that, and it's going to be done. I'd be shocked if we start even the preseason with him as our number one punter. Um, it'll be done. And don't forget, we still have more free agency during the cutdown uh, when other teams start cutting down their 53-man roster. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of punters uh, available between now and the start of the season. There's going to be far better than Johnny Townsend. I think the, the kid bagging groceries down the street from my house is probably better than Johnny Townsend. So we'll find somebody. Uh, last point. Derek Carr, you know I'm in the carpool lane with most known and the other one uh, always backed him. He has got so many weapons around him. I'm excited with Hunter Renfro. Um, there is no excuse. If uh, And I know he's working hard. He's working hard with AP. I'll tell you what, man, if this is not a, an explosive offense and if Derek Carr grounded the ball at, you know, fourth and five and throwing interceptions like he did in the Rams game. Um, you know, <laughs> I may get out of that carpool lane, but right now I'm 100% Derek Carr, and I think he is good enough to be our quarterback in the in the future and far more than next year. I think we're all going to be uh, very uh, pleasantly surprised 
with the offense's performance next year, next season, this season coming up. Anyway, that's all I got. Peace out, Raider Nation. Uh, great calls coming in. And uh, as always, love your podcast. Thanks, Q. Bye. Well, it's funny. Victor said he'd be shocked if Townsend was the only punter on the roster for training camp. And, well, you're absolutely right, Victor. <laughs> as the Raiders did sign a punter to compete with Townsend on Monday, something I talked about in segment number one. But you were spot on. You were absolutely spot on. And I know what you're talking about, man. Marcus Allen, Art Shell, all those guys that go over to the Chiefs and vice versa. You know, I mean, that, that does hurt, man. I mean, I remember Tim Brown as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, him catching his 100th touchdown pass in Oakland against the Raiders. That that drove me crazy. I hated the fact that Marcus Allen scored his historic touchdown against the Raiders jumping over the top. You know, just I hate that because it always comes back to bite them. So, uh, yeah, I totally understand what you're talking about. And uh, Marquette King obviously wasn't as great as those guys that we're talking about, the Tim Browns, the Marcus Allens, and the Art Shells. But I understand what you're saying. He did go to Denver. He did talk a lot of noise. Uh, but, again, I feel like he's really humbled. And, and maybe, uh, you know, may, maybe John Gruden and Mike Mayock could sit down, pick his brain a little bit, and come to a conclusion and maybe they bring him in. But again, they did sign a guy on Monday, so obviously they feel pretty comfortable with him. So that probably closed the door on Marquette King. But great call, Victor. Very good call. Thank you so much. Now, the last call of the show today. That's right, I'm only having three, but they're kind of lengthy. Uh, Lost Coast Raider. And this call is from late last week, but it's a really good call. And he's talking about Isaiah Crowell, Doug Martin, as well as Marshawn Lynch. And there's a reason why I, I, I'm running this call, even though it's a little bit dated. And I'll tell you about it after you hear from Lost Coast Raider. Yo, what up, Q, Raider Nation? This is uh, Lost Coast Raider. Um, just calling in, loving the podcast. Uh, love your story. Just got done listening to uh, Thursday. More inspirational words coming from you. Love it, man. Uh, keep grinding. Um, uh, I was pumped that you went to Nashville. I was super excited for you. Sorry the weather got to you pretty good, but uh sounded like that was a great time. Good experience. Hope more to come for you. Um, you deserve it. You deserve more. Um, but I'm glad you're here with us right now. Um, but man, uh, I was wanted to touch on this whole uh, the Crowler thing. Um, him getting hurt, and Marshawn Lynch is still on the board, and uh, and Martin. I've uh, been thinking about it. It's like man, I. I think I'd rather have Marshawn Lynch in there, even though he's older and um, and you know he's you know got his ways of being, but um, he's so much more exciting to watch. And I feel like with uh, um, Jacobs being in there, you know, looking looking kind of to be like him, I feel like that'd be great to push each other. You know, he'd make Lynch even more better. More better, better than um, than what he has been. I mean, he's been awesome, but might um, give him a little push to to be be more inspiring to to Jacobs and Jacobs trying to do his fullest to uh, to do what he can and uh, be the best. So I don't know. I think I'd rather have uh, um, Lynch in there, but thought I'd see what you thought uh, over. Martin, um, Martin's just, I don't know, he's, I like him, he's a good running back, but he just doesn't, he just doesn't do it for me, um, so I wanted to chime in on that, but I love everything you've been doing, um, keep doing it, and, uh, we'll hope, hopefully, oh, another thing too, uh, a game, um, you know, that Jaguars game would be dope to go to, I know everyone's kind of laid off of that for a minute, but um, I don't know if Selena from the OC, if she um, got got that website thing going or the email, uh, trying to figure out things, but, you know, still uh, still into that and uh, want to buy tickets soon. So let me know if anything comes up, and uh, hope all is good with everyone. And uh, Lost Coast Raider, out. Good call, my man, good call. And I played this call because it was, one, really good, and I wanted to be known that – you know, this whole Marshawn Lynch conversation that we've had and, you know, Doug Martin, now he's signed. And, and again, you heard on Monday's show when uh, John Gruden was talking about the running back position and Doug Martin, nobody followed up and said, so does that close the door on Marshawn Lynch? Well, I want you to know that what I do in the background, sometimes it never comes to the light here on the podcast because sometimes it just doesn't pop up. Sometimes I reach out to a lot of people 
and try to get them on. Try to, uh, you know, get interviews with them. And some people notice it when I'll tweet at someone, like I tweeted at Mar- uh, Marquette King on Tuesday morning, on Monday morning, excuse me, and said, uh, hey, you know, trying to get a hold of you, would love to get you on the podcast, just kind of pick your brain a little bit. And I would. Even guys that you think that they don't have a shot at being Raiders kind of would like to hear their point of view sometimes. So I reached out to Marquette King on Monday. But the reason I played that call right there from Lost Coast Raiders is because I reached out to Mama Lynch. That's right, Marshawn Lynch's mom. And the reason I did that is because if you've seen her on Twitter, she's been pretty active and almost like a little angry, little edgy towards the Raiders and John Gruden. And so I just sent her a DM and I just said, hey, this is who I am. I introduced myself and said, I'm sure you get a lot of interview requests all the time. Um, one, I, I respect you, uh, respect what your son has done on and off the field, respect what he's done for the city of Oakland. Would love to get you on the podcast. I think a lot of people would enjoy hearing from you. And, you know, I've seen this, like I said, she's been pretty active on Twitter. It looks like to me that the door is closed on Marshawn Lynch returning to the Raiders, but who knows? And I would love to hear what she has to say. Again, she's uh, very proud of her son, obviously, very proud of her family, period, uh, because she has another son, not just Beast Mode. She has a, a younger a younger son. I think she calls him Boo Boo on Twitter. But either way, uh, you know, I know she's a very proud, proud mother. You know, she's representing the city of Oakland, just like Marshawn Lynch is. And I personally would love to talk to her. So I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but just know that I did send that message. And I can tell you, as of right now, she did respond with, I wouldn't mind. And I said, great. Let me know when you're, you feel like you have the time when you're available. A Raider Nation would love to hear from you. And I haven't heard back since. But she did respond. And so she knows it's there. So again, I don't know if she's going to grant the interview. If she does, I mean, it might be eight minutes. It might be 10 minutes. It might be 25 minutes. I mean, who knows? But I did put the feelers out there and I would love to hear from her. And just not just about what's going on right now with Marshawn and probably not returning to Oakland and her feelings on that. But I just want to kind of know from an Oakland point of view how, you know, how she feels, how she feels about the Raiders, you know, fulfilling her son's dream by being able to play for the silver and black for a couple years. You know, I mean, just kind of pick her brain. In my mind, it's probably like a 25-minute interview, but she might not want to go that long, and that's fine. I mean, sometimes when you do interviews, you can get the sense that, oh, someone's ready to go, and then I'll cut it short. But, I mean, if you leave it up to me, and you guys know very firsthand that I'll go on an interview and I'll, let it, I'll just let it rip. I'll just keep talking and talking and keep asking questions. And I'll, you know, I've learned very well from, uh, from my boss at ESPN Central Texas, David Smoke. He always says, oh, I just got a couple more questions for you. And that kind of buys you another five to 10 minutes. And then you can say, all right, I know you got to go, but uh, I really wanted to ask you about, you know what I mean? So there's ways to finesse it where you can extend the interview. And, and uh, he's taught me really well. I've learned a lot from him. So uh, I, would, I think I could really get a great interview from her. So hopefully she grants it to me and I can bring it to the podcast and I would be super, super excited to do that. And I think everyone, regardless if you're a fan of the guy or not, I think anyone would, one, respect the fact that uh, Mama Lynch doesn't have to do this. And you know what I mean? And, and that she's going to take her time to, to talk to me about all things Raiders, regardless if her son resigns with the team or not. And also, I think that people would like to hear from her. I know I would. So that's in the works. And so that's why I played Lost Coast Raiders uh, call, because, you know, it sounds like uh, he's he's much more of a Marshawn Lynch guy than a Doug Martin. But at the same time, you know, not mad at Doug Martin either. And, you know, he, he can come in and do what he's got to do. So obviously, Josh Jacobs is going to be the guy. But that's something that I'm working on as well. So two interview requests that I have out there. Marquette King hasn't responded at all to anything. But Mama Lynch has started to respond, and we'll see how things go, and I'll keep you updated as it goes. I'm hoping to make sure I can land that. If I can, it'll be a special guest edition on Friday. <laughs> you know, Or maybe if it's really good, I might just have to uh, go ahead and break it down a little quicker, uh, depending on when I get that. So I will let you know. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. Thank you, Lost Coast Raider, for your call. Victor and Callie and Scotty Raider, a new booty coming out of El Paso. Shout out to El Paso one more time. Not mad at you. Uh, And thank you for chiming in and being part of the Locked On Raider podcast family. So until next time, Raider Nation, as always, just win, baby.